Mitsubishi. What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, May 31st, and the Premier Lacrosse League season is finally here. Uh, it's been a, a weird... I feel like we, we've been talking about it for like ever now. Like it's, I mean, it's been like a decent amount of months since the league was first announced, but I feel like we've been talking about the PL, PLL for like years at this point. Um, so the fact that it's actually getting going right now is pretty awesome. So uh, Jake, quick turnaround here from the end of the college season into the PLL here. So how are you feeling heading into week one? Well, uh, I have to say initially I'm feeling good. I am rocking a bit of a sunburn from going out to run today, which uh, as you know, running is the dumbest thing in the entire world and nobody should do it. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with that right now and on a personal sense, you know, everybody. Can, it, it's pretty fucked up like how you like you could run for days and days and days and days and like build up your your. um stamina stamina like like so slowly and then you take like three days off gas a few beers and then you're done it's like all that shit that you were doing for like at least like a month it just goes away in three days and then it's like well now you got to build it back up for like two more months so running fucking is god awful running it running is the worst thing in the entire world I'm, i'm pretty confident you know saying that as far as the pll goes um i think we it everything kind of and obviously, you're more hooked into the lacrosse community and the the back the back channels of the lacrosse community. So I'm sure you knew about the PLL way before everybody else knew about the PLL. But I think it absolutely materialized pretty quickly. And the fact that they've got you know they've they've really ramped up coverage of it you know towards the end of the you know the NCAA season, and um, you know they've really hyped it up, especially you know with the the slow release of you know, all the rosters and then the slow release of all the, um, of all the, the locations where they're going to, where they're going to be. Um, I think it's been a, a pretty brilliant marketing campaign and I, and I'm, you know, personally, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. I think the way that they did it was, was pretty well like scheduled. Like there was never really, uh, like too long of a period that we didn't get something new from the PLL. So I get they announced, they like officially announced the league, like, I guess it was like that same might have even been like the same day as the NLL draft. So that was back like toward like the end of September. Um, so from the end of September to now the beginning, <clears throat> now the beginning of June, like there, like there hasn't been an extended period of time where people are like, what the fuck's going on with the PLL? Like I haven't heard anything from them recently. So, um, you know, they rolled everything out pretty slow, but it, it like everything, seems like it was scheduled to like make sure that that there wasn't any dead time so i think that that's probably done um a pretty good job of like keeping like there there's just like a buzz in the lacrosse community right now for this league to start up um you know which makes sense because it's a new professional league and it's got um you know the majority of the best players in the world i won't say all the best players in the world uh, you know there's still some absolute studs playing mll but like the majority so obviously like that buzz was going to come naturally um but the fact that like like it's just been like a, a steady release of shit all leading up to this weekend um you know pretty well thought out on their part which i mean a lot of it has been i guess yeah, I mean, and then all this week, you know, they've they've really, you know, put the uh, 
you know, they really put the tweets out and the, and the, Insta, you know, they've been on fire on the Instagram, you know, their, their videos are, are, are pretty sweet, but you know, uh, today, you know, they, they leveled on us and I'm glad they waited, but they leveled on us, um, some rules, uh, that they're the PLL official PLL rules. You know, if we want to run down the highlights of those, um, I mean, keeping the, keeping the field, the set, you know, uh, 10 yards shorter, you know, hundred yard field, 60 yards, keeping it, um, the same width. Um, the 15 yard two point arc, and then the 52 second shot clock are, um, you know, at a, at a, a very big overview. Those are, those are three that, um, stick out to me. It's going to be a pretty fast game. Yeah. I, so I think, you know, uh, you know, the field being tighter. So, um, you know, I should mention, we, we have a great interview with miles Jones from chaos, uh, coming up a little bit later in this episode. Um, so we talked a little bit to my, so I don't want to give away too much of that interview. Um, but you know, we talked a little bit with miles about, uh, you know, how like the field dimensions, um, are really going to impact this game. And I, I think, you know, not, not only like you, you could take any lacrosse players in the world and like put them on a field that, you know, you're thinking like 10 yards, it's probably not that much, um, of a difference, but like you put anyone in like a tighter space, it's going to have just more action going. Like the, there's going to be less room for anyone to like run away from a defender. Who's just like hounding you down, slashing the absolute shit out of your arms. Um, so, you know, and then when you put the best players in the world on a smaller field, um, that just gets ramped up tenfold. Um, you know, so imagine, you know, you're, you're running around and you got like a, an LSM, like Joel white coming for you. And it's like, you're fucked if Joel white's coming for you and you're playing on a field that's a mile long, like you're already going to get got. Um, but now when you shrink that, that field that you're used to playing on by, you know, 10 yards, you know, five on each, um, yeah, you're like, there's no room to run. Like you're not, <laughs> but that, you know, then we got some of the best players in the world who can get away from that. But I think that that's just all going to add to the action. Um, and then the 52 second shot clock um, again, just keep, I like, I'll be pretty surprised to see how many shot clock vios we get this summer. 52 doesn't sound like a lot. I feel like the majority of these teams are still going to be running and gunning and, like each possession's probably still going to be, you know, like 45 seconds might be topping it out. Like we might get maybe a handful of shot clock violations. I can't imagine that, you know, with the skill and the speed that these guys have, um, I think 52 is definitely enough. Uh, I definitely agree. Um, I, I think that 80 would be wild for them. I think 52 keeps it, keeps it short. I, I mean, some of the, like, you know, Miles Jones plays on a team where their attack line is, you know, it potentially uh, Austin Stotts, Connor Fields, and Miles Thompson. I don't see them needing more than forty seconds to string something together. You know, yeah. that's um, that's kind of unfair. Un uh, unfortunately, Audie, he's uh, he, he's he's a member. Uh, he he's a, a new member to our club here, the ACL Boys. Um, that's right. So Austin, hey, we're, come on the podcast. We'll teach you how to rehab. Uh, we'll get you ready for like. Right. We'll get you ready for like July fourth. Um, yeah, you know the the boys have been been through that c combined five times. Um, I'll tell you what the, the so a lot of people are talking about like the fifty two second shot clock, talking about the smaller field. The thing that I love the most um, is that these games are only going to be forty eight minutes long. So pretty much like a although I, I guess it different differs from state to state, but like. PA high school lacrosse, 48 minutes. Um, and it's, 
I, I think it just it keeps the game going. Um you know, pretty quickly, like no one wants to be, cause the, these are summer weekends that we're talking about here. Um, you know, and people probably have some stuff to do on the weekends in the summer. Like they want to enjoy themselves. And obviously if you make it out to a game or you're watching one of these games, you're going to enjoy yourself. But like, there's always temptations to like, you know, just go out and day drink somewhere. Um, you know, it might not have the game on. Uh, so if you, you know, if you only have like so long to work with in the summer, uh, a 48 minute game is going to be, a lot better for like keeping the attention of people than a full 60 minute game is going to be like I at the college across championship weekend, like those, like, like you kind of forget when you're watching the college games that are 60 minutes, a lot of them don't have commercial breaks, right? Cause you know, you might get a few on the ESPNU games, but like a lot of these games you're watching and it's just, it's it's 60 minutes straight through. Um, but when you start adding commercial breaks in there, so you got the TV timeouts, then you got the halftime, then you got this and that. Um, a 60 minute game can take fucking forever. So the fact that they brought that down to 48, um, I think it's just going to be a whole lot easier for people to watch full games instead of like being like, holy shit, like there's still seven minutes left in the third quarter. I thought this game started like three hours ago. Yeah, we're 60 minutes down here, and that really doesn't play in most people's favor. Uh, we were we're in obviously yeah, it's a lot of shit down there. I, yeah, I it's so it's 40. I know, and they try to have most of the games, you know, at, at you know seven, eight o'clock after sundown and stuff like that. But it, a majority of the time, it doesn't happen. Um, you know, so and there's a lot of there are a lot of cases like yeah, we're we're not as saturated as as the state of PA when it comes to lacrosse. You know. Um, some of these games turn out to be absolute ass kickings. Um, so, you know, these coaches have to be like, all right, we're at 25, nothing. And there's still 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter with the fuck, you know, why, why don't we just throw, you know, like, what, what do we, I wish a satellite would fall out of the sky and just destroy the field because there's no fucking reason to be on it. Um, but 48 minutes, I think the synopsis there is the 48 minutes is, is fire. Um, I mean, I think the the whole kind of deal they're going with is that these are going to be fast, um you know they're going to exemplify the fastest game on two feet um another one another part of these rules i like challenge flag baby one challenge per half uh i think that's i think that's awesome um i can think of a few situations that it might be useful uh there's they don't really say what you can challenge like oh can i challenge that that was a slash or you know did i you know was that really unnecessary roughness or something like that uh, I'm maybe, sure maybe, you can, maybe you can challenge like maybe uh, maybe a ref will like dime someone for uh, you know playing without their mouthpiece in and then yeah you, you throw throw the challenge on there and then you just get to the sky cam and it just zooms in on that player and it's like all right, right that, that mouthpiece was in motherfucker all right, that's right or he was fish hooking it you know yeah. he, he had it on the outside uh, yeah I think that I mean they're obviously non-specific perhaps that's the strategy is to say you know be really non-specific about it to keep us enthralled um i know some of these fogos are absolutely creaming themselves over the rules um <laughs> i can't imagine but <laughs> i just i just don't care you know like I, I did see that you know they're gonna which you know seems to be like a shocking revelation they're going to put the ball down before the sticks go down which marvelously just my mind just absolutely just exploded when i saw that i don't understand the significance but that's what they're gonna do so <laughs> Dude, face-off guys are all so weird. weird. They're so weird. They're so particular that like a, 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 a stupid thing like that, like putting it down before the guys go down, 
like probably I, I don't know which way they feel about it or not, but they're probably like that's probably like the biggest thing in the world for them right now. Um, I don't understand the way that those guys operate, and they it's just a, it's it's a, an entirely different game that's going on within the game. Um, and I just I try to stay away from it as much as possible. Like I you know like coaching our faceoff guy goes out there. I say, Hey, let's get the, let's need this ball. That's about the extent of what I say. Then he comes off the field. Maybe I'll give him a little fist pump. Don't say a single word to him the rest of the time. So, um, faceoff guys, I appreciate what you do, but you're all just weird as shit. Yeah. I, I don't understand you guys to begin with. Um, I, I'm sure that, I mean, they even, you know, to spice it up, the PLL even provided a fucking diagram for all of these guys to just, absolutely lose their minds over i heard greg you know friend of the pod greg runlin uh, went off about it on in a good way um explained you know more the impact of the face-off rules in an igtv you're not going to catch me watching it love the guy i'm not watching it don't care uh i just want to see fucking absolute stupid cheddar coming from all of these guys who are playing in the league uh not really concerned about how many inches apart the sticks are going to be when they're facing off just not in my it's just it I, it's yeah i just i'm i'm not predisposed to care yeah it's it's a good for them uh, yeah good hey good for them and like they they have the best face off guys out there like that are pro- they're they all probably contributed into coming up with these rules so like I, i'm sure that they know exactly what they're doing it's just get the ball up and get us some possessions you know maybe, maybe hey Listen, you guys, you, you earned yourselves a couple. They they moved up the two bomb line from 16 yards to 15. So, you know, if you want to go bombs away every once in a while just to celebrate these new rules that you guys have, go for it. Um, but, you know, maybe try to sail it high for a possession shot. Um, but, yeah, uh, that that's another thing, too. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's just, I think, a yard difference between where it was with MLL now to PLL. Um, but the fact that it's – you know, brought in a little bit, plus it's a, a smaller field. Like, I think we're going to see, it'll be interesting to see, like, w- what we see more of this year. Like, if we see guys just going bombs away from the two, um, or if the field's just so tight that, you know, you, you still don't really have your hands free from 15 just because everything's so, uh, everyone's on top of you. Um, another thing that it, it's not a rule, but I, I do like it. It looks like they're going with um, power play and shorthanded. Uh, yeah. I know you're it, a huge hockey guy. I'm sure I knew yeah. you'd be absolutely all over that. I saw power play. I was like, they're getting in, they're tapping into the hockey demographic. That's fucking cash. Yeah. Because like, I don't know. You just, you talk to people that like aren't and the, that aren't already huge lacrosse fans or like, you know, maybe they've never like really watched a game before. And, you know, part of this entire league is to expand how many people are watching the game. Um, so you say like, I don't know, man up just never, n- never really felt good. And and like, you're like telling like people are like, well, what happens if there's a foul and you're like, Oh, well then you're man up. And they're like, you know, what the hell is that? Um, you know, every once in a while I like to like sneak in like a, you know, if I'm like playing like men's league or something, you know, uppers, downers, like that one kind of sounds a little bit better. Um, but, you know, when you can just tell someone, yeah, they're on a power play and like you, you don't have to say they're on a man up, which is like basically power play. Uh, big fan of that. It's just going to it's, it's going to feel right, as especially as a hockey guy. 
Yeah, man up, man down uh, kind of just felt like something that we always had to say. We never really, I mean, extra man, man up. I mean, it just doesn't roll off the tongue like power play. Um, yeah, and then and people I, would say like emo. Um, yeah, then, no. Then I, not, then I just think chance. of like, yeah, then I just think of like my chemical romance out there just like <laughs> six on five. Yeah, fucking Pete Wentz out there. I, I, that's not, I, I'm not about it. Um Otherwise, I think most of the rules were were really solid. I mean, three timeouts a game. Uh, overtime is just going to be what? Okay, here, here's my here's my thing. I'm going to lose it if this happens. The overtime period is 12 minutes. Can there be more than one overtime period? I don't want to see any ties. I absolutely do not want to see any ties. Now, I know it's an extremely fast game, and 12 minutes is going to be a, a fucking eternity. I mean, it's a whole other quarter, you know, for nobody to score a goal, but. It leaves open the door for it, and I don't like that. I absolutely don't like it. That uh, nobody needs a tie. I, I know. it's for it's it's a winner's game. You I know? know, and 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 I I and I don't really want to say this because because I feel like this this could end up on old takes exposed. Like I'm oh, almost okay. I'm almost Just positive I'm almost positive that they wouldn't go 12 minutes without someone scoring. <laughs> First that, game is good. That First was game, the kiss. Somebody's- that's the kiss of death right there. Uh, we're gonna end up with like five ties this year. Um, I yeah, I'm. I hope that that's just like something that they almost just like forgot to like even consider that no one would score within 12 minutes and that they would just keep going. Like maybe they just figured like yeah, like we don't need to write this down because someone is gonna score, but <laughs> yeah. probably within like three minutes um i'm sure they were on the table like paul what do you think i mean somebody's gonna score in 12 minutes right and they're like i mean like he's like i i, I mean yeah i i would <laughs> i would hope so right and they're like all right we'll just take his word for it put that one on the list yeah uh, i'll tell you what that will be very interesting because like i mean looking at the yeah it does that overtime will be one period of 12, 12 minutes, minutes. With no timeouts available, resulting in sudden victory when the first goal is scored. But I like that. I like the no timeouts. I like no timeouts too because um, I, I like as a coach, I like no timeouts because that is such a pressure-packed scenario where you're, you know, your face-off guy wins it, and you're thinking in the in like the back of your head, like you're like. Oh, this fucking this fucking jackass! He can't handle the ball. Like timeout, timeout, timeout. Meanwhile, like you look at the field and it's like, ah, oh, we had like a perfect fast break set up. That was probably going to be a so like you're like you you call a timeout when you shouldn't have, or you just let him ride and then he ends up just pissing the ball away when he tries to hit the point man on the fast break and you're like, fuck, I should have called a timeout there. Um, so I think like mostly for the coaches, it's like, hey, that that takes that completely out of your hands. Um, so now you can just let the baller's ball. You know, I'm still waiting on, you know, a league, uh, still waiting on the PLL or the MLL to implement the Braveheart overtime because obviously that's the most decisive way to decide who, you know, really wins the game. You know so. what? Maybe, maybe, hey, listen, guys, it's it's not too late. Um, you know, this, this, it's the season starts tomorrow, but I like just put it in there. If no goal is scored in the first 12 minutes of overtime, we go to Braveheart. Book it. That's absolutely what needs to happen. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, hey, Paul. Just, just yeah, just, just yeah, just jot that one in there. Yeah, just you know, put that one down in your nice. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's a, a leather notebook guy. Got to be. 
I mean, it, there's there's no way it, there's he's got to be he's got to have a whole whole little leather notebook of thoughts. So just put that one in there, Paul. Just save it for later for the next you know PLL shareholders meeting. Need you to know, know what can, kind of pen he uses. Oh man, you think he's like a, a pilot uh, G two guy? Yo, pilot G two is money. It's that, he's got to be a pilot G two guy. That pen is wet. Like you, oh my god, that like it's it's without a doubt greatest pen on the market um every once in a while you know even even like as a righty like i probably gonna have a few lefties out there right now that are you know uh, like you don't understand the fucking struggle that we go through all the time but like every once in a while even as a righty like you might accidentally smudge it um just because it is like literally wet sometimes um but the way that that thing moves across the paper it's chef kiss i mean could i couldn't have said it better myself I uh, wish that I could. I wish I could blog with a pilot G two, and then just like take a photo of of that and just upload it as like a PDF file, and then just blast it on the line. I mean, pilot, you know, as a company, I know you guys are out there looking for people to sponsor. They're probably mm -hmm. struggling for business right now with everyone being online. So, like, hey, you know, we're we're not we're not expensive. Just look, throw we're. Throw yeah, look, we're we're just we're just a couple of guys on the internet trying to have a good time. So we got to take notes too, you know. It, we wouldn't we we wouldn't we, it wouldn't hurt to have a small sponsorship from Pilot. Just saying. Yeah, I like this. The last like three minutes right here where we've been talking about it, we probably just sold at least eight or nine Pilot G two pens, which is probably like five more than like the last month. I mean, what I mean, what. I can't believe that they haven't already hopped on this. I, I should be seeing stuff popping in my mentions on Twitter right now because, you know, they're actively listening to it. So, uh, um, well, yeah, so those are the rules and, and you can jot those down in your notebooks. Um, we'll, we'll wait, we'll update you guys a little bit later in the season if they do decide to, uh, break out the Braveheart. So, you know, hopefully there, there never comes a time that we have to run into that issue. Um, but if we do, yeah, I think Braveheart is the way to go. Um, but yeah, I, I think all the rules there, it's just going to make for a faster, more exciting game, uh, which is going to translate a whole lot better to what, when it's televised, it's, you know, again, people it's, it's summer weekends, you know, a lot of people, um, probably have a lot of other things that are going on in the summer. So you need to. It, you know, you need to grab people's attention and you can only keep that attention for so long. I think that these rules are set up to do just that. Like they're, it's, it's going to be fast enough to get the job done to where like, you know, in, in a couple hours, people aren't like, when the fuck is this game going to be over? It's like, wow, that was awesome. Now let me go do whatever else I was going to do today. I, I totally agree. I think it's all, I mean, it, it's all a, been a masterful plan uh you know from the from the very beginning to get people involved to get people um i i see and, I, and i'm not sure what the purpose is i probably probably read over it um but the pll is reaching out to co local coaches in every um you know city that they're going to be in scheming doing something on twitter i, I think that's mostly that? i think that's mostly just to like get them to come out to games be like hey that's what you I'm wanna, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. So they're and they're, they're they're you know actively engaging with with people out there. Um, I think that's I think that's awesome. You don't you know, um, especially when you know this this sport is very 
tight knit. Um, but we're always looking, you know, to expand and grow. So yeah. Yeah. Should be good. Sounded- uh, hey, real quick. So before we toss this over to our interview with Miles Jones, um, there is a little bit of uh some some big time news in the college game. So, you know, the season just ended last weekend. Um, but you know, the D one level doesn't stop. Could be, you know. NCAA or club, but D1 never stops. And it's going right now with uh, coming across the wire from friend of the program, Ty Zanders, tweets out, Boston University attackman Chris Gray has notified his teammates that he won't be returning to Boston University, according to multiple sources. Um, I always trust Ty in these situations, so take him for his word. Uh, The second team, All-American, has not yet entered the transfer portal. Story coming on inside the cross. Uh, This news right here is exactly what we needed. Um, Listen, it's it's I understand like these are these are college kids and everything like that. Like they have like a whole like life that they're living. Um, But for us as fans, it's it's entertainment and nothing is nothing's like you think around like, uh, you know, like like NBA, the NBA gets so many people attached to like the drama of the league like nba free agency where you got all these people scheming um trying to concoct super teams here and there um like free agency rules the world of sports like that's what gets people going the most um so i mean it's technically not free agency since it's you know ncaa and and you got to like transfer and shit like that it's not like you can just go sign wherever you want but the fact that chris gray a guy who put up what do you have? 111 points this year. Um, you know, he had uh pretty sure he had damn damn near 100 points last year too as a freshman. And now he is technically on on the market. So I, I don't know all the specific transfer rules about like where he will be allowed to go and where he'll be allowed to play right away. Um, those things I f- I feel like those rules like don't actually exist. People just like make make some of them up sometimes um but the fact that chris gray will be on the move i think it's it's a shame for bu i think that they were building a a a pretty good program there and that's you know that's going to be a big time loss for them um but for like like the drama of college across and like you know you think about how many people talked about td going to to yale um you know now this is going to be the same thing so it'll be very interesting to see where he ends up so my feeling about this, uh, it can go one of two ways um, in my mind. Uh, he either – you kind of either pick where you want to go based on like an education, like where T, what TD did going to Yale. You know, it also – they happen to be a contender. Um, if not for the education, he goes to somewhere that they are a contender. Um, I mean, a Notre Dame, a Maryland – um a hopkins you know like uh he goes to notre dame he's immediately making a difference he goes to hopkins he's playing with joey epstein and cole williams that's a fucking filthy um starting line i mean so but but on the other hand he 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 could he could wind up somewhere like um princeton or or an ivy league school cornell just you know because he wants wants to get an education so um i guess it's you know if he has an inter- we'll know good friend in the pod ty zanders will uh um i'm sure that the moment that uh he's in the transfer portal will know 
Um, so he's doing that uh, hawking for us. Uh, but, I mean, I think it, it, the kids scored 111 points this year. I, I mean, you, you kind of can't blame him for wanting to go to a contender or be a contender or wanting to get an education. And I think that, you know, it takes a lot for a kid to go to his team like, hey, guys, I just put up, I don't know, 110 points for y'all. But at the same time, like, I got to look out for myself. Um, I'm sure that there's, I'm sure there's some hard feelings. I'm sure there's, there's, there's no hard feelings at the same time. Um, you know, th- uh, as far as the NCAA rules go, I'm pretty sure he just needs to be released and he could go somewhere and play immediately. I, I think they got rid of the, the rule where he has to sit for a year. Yeah. Uh, so um, the, the one thing I will say, so, you know, and you, you kind of just touched on it right there. Um, you know, it, it is a little bit different, you know, a, a college kid transferring schools um, as opposed to like, you know, like a like a Kevin Durant, just like moving around from place to place to, you know, sign to make hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, like these kids are all like like no one plays lacrosse to make millions and millions of dollars for the first, you know, first of all. Um, so it's not like this is like a move that he's like setting up because he just wants to make bank one day. Um, and then two, like. Like so, these are all kids who, again, they're they're looking to better their situation. Like they they want what's best for them. And you know what? Like, hey, listen, we don't know anything right now. Like maybe Chris Gray. Like I I highly doubt that this is the situation. But like even if it was, like what if Chris Gray was just like, hey man, like I you know I'm fucking filthy at lacrosse, but like it's kind of like taken away from my life. Like and it could go like D three again. I would put like a, a negative percent chance on that happening. But like, even if that was the case, the one thing I will say is that if you're someone on the internet who then decides to like talk shit on, on Chris gray for making a decision that he thinks is the best decision for himself, you're a piece of shit scumbag. Um, you know, unfortunately we had to like deal with some of those fucking pricks uh, when TD decided to uh, transfer to Yale and like, the obvious joke there was was the Kevin Durant joke, you know, just because going to uh, the champion and like that's you know that's like a lighthearted joke. Like I don't think like TD necessarily would like mind about that. Um, but like people who like get visibly angry and like decide to like just like shit on a kid um, because he's making a decision that he thinks is is the best for him at this specific moment in his life. If you do that, you are a piece of shit. Yeah, there's really nothing worse. I mean, there's, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't use pretty much every opportunity of anything that happens in sports or anything like that to make some sort of quick joke or something like that. Um, there's some things I won't touch. And I think that TD going to yell, I mean, I think, I think I said on Twitter, it was like, this is equivalent to what Kevin Durant did or whatever, just so people who in lacrosse with uh, people who weren't lacrosse people who follow me um, yeah. would understand the impact of what was going on. Um, yeah. And like, you know, and- and like, yeah, like that's the thing, like, like joking about like pro athletes and shit like that. It's like, yeah, like that's part of the territory. Like you guys are getting paid a pretty decent amount of money. Um, and, and, you know, you're playing this game for a living and like granted you're, you know, you're probably putting your body on the line a little bit, but it's like, you know, deal with the fucking jokes. Uh, go check your bank account next time someone makes fun of you. Um, but yeah, like, like with TD or, or now in this Chris Gray situation where, you know, they're not professional athletes like they're just people that are trying to you know put themselves in a good situation when they graduate like that's that's where it's just like pump pump the brakes there fucking 
and, and it's probably just some like fucking fat slob um just you know toying away with like fucking gravy on his phone screen just trying to hit the numbers and it's not popping up hitting the letters and it, it, he's having trouble texting just because gravy co- covered screen uh so chris gray if you are listening which obviously you are we got Trying your back guess. dog we, we got your back dog okay we'll, we will we will rumble yeah we absolutely will go toe to toe we saw some shit the other week uh, um uh, what, what were we t- about about Ryder and we rode for Ryder, so we'll ride for you too. So don't worry about it, dog. We got you. Two two big names on the internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we listen. If you if, if you if anyone talks shit, make sure you tag me and then DM me your address. Then I'll hop on the next flight. I'll come down there. And I'll kick your ass. All right, my dad will kick your ass. That's right. I'll, I'll send my dad too. <laughs> my dad could kick your dad's ass. All right. We're not going to get into that. That's just, that's hurtful. Uh, but speaking of someone who could probably kick everyone's ass, let's kick this one over to one of the biggest freak athletes in the lacrosse world right now. Um, he has been on a goddamn tear in the weight room. He's, he's always been a monster on the field, but I think this year we are about to see one of the sickest sons of bitches to ever step on a lacrosse field. We've got our interview here with Miles Jones of Chaos LC. All right, and joining us right now, with the chaos getting ready for the start of the Premier Lacrosse League, we've got Miles Jones on the mics. Miles, it all gets going tomorrow. How are you feeling right now? You know, first of all, thank you for having me on on the show on the podcast. Um, you know, as far as the season go, I couldn't be more excited. You know, this is going to be you know a big summer. We all know that I, a lot of eyes are on on us, and you know, the PLL is under a microscope. So, I think guys are really ready to get after it and show the world. You know what we've been training so hard for. Yeah. I mean, we've, uh, you know, we've been able to see some of it so far. So you guys uh, wrapped up training camp down at IMG, uh, you know, not last weekend, but the weekend before. So, I, I mean, everything that came out of that looked pretty great. Um, so I think like there's, there's like a big buzz going on right now in the lacrosse world. I think everyone's ready for this. Um, you know, typically like Memorial day weekend, a lot of people, little little bittersweet because you know it's such a great weekend for lacrosse with the college national championships but then like after that um the sport kind of dies down a little and like that's nothing against like the mll it just like hasn't been like super accessible to fans um but like now people are like yeah like you know that was a great weekend watching virginia take down yale uh but now we have a whole summer of it so i mean the the buzz is there with the fans i have to imagine it's there with the players too i mean you guys have been uh you know not not playing like like uh like meaningful lacrosse in in a, in a while now yeah you know we talk about the off season and how long that's been um you know obviously our season was pushed push back a month and a half so we look at that great weekend of, of lacrosse memorial day weekend on the pro game we would have already played about anywhere between four to six games um and this year we played none and the funny thing is we actually only thing we've done was we flew down to img you know, practice six or seven times in a in a in a you know span of five six days, and you know we're, we're finally ready. You know, obviously for so long we we saw Memorial Day weekend, Final Four weekend as the pinnacle of our sport. Um, 
And now we're, we're changing that. You know, that, that your college game was the game that you could see on TV. A lot of kids were finishing up their high school, middle school, youth, um, you know, extracurricular activities with the cross. And, you know, they were watching your college cross on TV. That was all they could see as the highest level. You know, obviously, we've talked about pro lacrosse. We talked about pro lacrosse being the highest level, but unfortunately, it wasn't seen as that, you know, in terms of, you know, viewership and being able to be viewed. Um, yeah. PLO totally, totally changed that. You know, obviously, we're playing on NBC. You know, we look at NBC, you have so many different sports that are you know, very popular in the United States and all, all over the world that are, you know, broadcast on, on NBC. And, um, you know, obviously, lacrosse is going to be on there this season. You know, we've elevated so many different pieces of, of this sport that are very important in the modern, you know, era of all sports, you know, media. If you've never seen a lacrosse game before or never even seen lacrosse before and you logged on to the PLL YouTube or the PLL um, Instagram or PLL Twitter for that matter, and you see, you know, high quality, you know, projects and high quality pieces of, you know, very, very authentic and, you know, transparent, you know, scenes of what training camp looks like. You know, people don't understand that, like, this is a very, very, very physical sport and, you know, playing against a bunch of grown, high competitive men, you know, things get a little chippy. You know, a lot of guys have, you know, their different personalities and stuff. Um, and we, and PLO has done a good job showing all these different pieces of, of the professional athletes that are in this league, not just, you know, we're out there, you know, throwing behind back passes for goals. There's much more to our sport than just the highlights people see, you know, on PLO, on ESPN, and now on um, NBC Sports this summer. Well, so I, I want to talk, because that, that kind of brings me right into it. I want to talk about this one clip though. Um, so, you know, obviously if, if people are following, uh, you know, PLL on social, so, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all that, um, their timeline got blitzed by a ton of highlights during training camp. I'd say one of the, the more popular highlights from that weekend, we got miles Jones coming around up the alley and just uh, shoulder down, and then some poor, poor SSDM on Chrome. Uh, well, found themselves on the tracks, and you, uh, you, you had to take them out. So I'm sure anyone that's listening to this podcast right now has probably seen that clip. Um, real quick, who who was that who found themselves on the tracks? And uh, then uh, you, you know, is is that just uh, you know, is that just kind of? Uh, a little foreshadowing of things to come for the rest of the summer from from one five. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it was a uh, you know a guy who I think is definitely going to be one of the be- better midfielders in our league. Um, you know, a guy who's super athletic, tall, strong. He has all the physical attributes to be you know a star in this league. Uh, Romar Dennis. So you know, obviously, he was he's not a short stick demon. He's an offensive player. Uh, he got caught on defense. And even I, even if I was in his shoes, I understand that like when you're playing defense and like you're you're not a predominantly defensive guy, and in this in this league the way it's built, you know it's a lot of up and down, fast pace. You know, taking a chance and trying to make a play as a guy who doesn't usually play defense, giving your team a lot of juice. Um, but talking about the play itself, you know, I kind of ran down the alley, and I was kind of one on one with my defender, and I thought I could get underneath. And, you know, I kind of ran out of space. I thought about going for the dive. I was a little tired. If I missed, if I didn't get, get the call or didn't get the goal, it would have been a you know, long run for me to go back on defense. So I just, you know, kind of just rolled away. And then double team came and I was kind of evading that. 
And I looked to my right, and I saw 6'5", 220 pounds running full speed at me. And I, and the only thing I did was I, I didn't want to try to soak all three checks, so I just leaned into the, the one that was coming towards me instead of the, one that, the two that were trying to play good you know, position defense. And luckily, you know, I think I, I think I shocked him when he was trying to shock me. But, um, you know, that was a that was a big play. I remember, you know, our team got pretty, pretty fired up. We'd already been winning, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty well in the scrimmage. But uh, that got my our team fired up. You know, even if it was a small play where, you know, I just, you know, body the guy and move that out of the way, you threw the ball to the next guy and we kind of moved the ball off that and got a good shot. Um, those are those are the plays you'll see all season, you know. I know for myself, I've been training really hard. Um, you know, my body looks a lot different than it did, you know, when uh, the past couple of seasons playing playing pro lacrosse. But um, you know, I feel great. You know, my body. You know, I feel I feel like a machine just in terms of like training and w- the way I eat, the way I, the way I recover and stuff. And you know, there were not just that play, but there were a lot of other plays that happened in the the, the course of the uh, training camp where I kind of shocked myself. I was like, wow, I have, I haven't been able to do that before. You know, I haven't been able to, you know, chop my feet and, you know, roll away and, you know, get that much space and separation. So, you know, obviously the physical piece has always been something I was known for, you know, since my freshman year after the infamous bull dodge um, in a championship game. You know, that's always been, you know, something that I've been, you know, very capable of doing. But um, you'll see a lot more of that this season now that, you know, I'm physically, you know, stronger and, and more durable. Yeah. And, and the good thing about that, you know, again, just kind of going back, like like the social team for – for the league um like the the shit that they were churning out over that whole weekend uh was i mean just like the angles the edits like everything was like perfect to like break down stuff like that so you know if you're just losing guys on a split like i'm sure that you know not only are people going to be able to see that on national television now on on nbc um but then you know when they get onto instagram and twitter like they're going to see a a a really well-packaged version of that where that that's just going to and, and all that is just great for this, but like, it, it's just something that, you know, we we've seen it like so far this year, kind of start building up a little bit more, um, you know, with like the Utah Valley wave. Um, but like, we've, we've seen more highlights from lacrosse start to like break through to like just the regular internet, like getting away from like just lacrosse Twitter. Um, so like, you know, stuff that, that you're doing out there, like that's, that's just going to start, especially when there's like not a ton of other competition to go up against in the summer. Like that's the timeline I feel like is going to be filled uh, with lacrosse with just, you know, what you guys are doing now with the PLL. Um, and then also like, so the, is the field a little bit shorter in the, is, is that what's, so I, I, I feel like that's also like the, like 52 second shot clock, a little bit of a smaller field. Like I feel if everyone's a little condensed, like that's just going to add to, the highlights, the the pace of the game, and then also like physicality, just because everyone's going to be on top of each other. Yeah. So the, the coolest part about first to go on go on with the media stuff, um, I think our sport is finally catching up with you know understanding that a lot of the information consumed by you know avid sports fans is through media. You know, there's a lot less written pieces on you know guys. Obviously, there still is because that's you know. That's uh, that's kind of America's pastime in terms of consuming, you know, information about people, information in general. But you know, video and media is the way you know young kids, which is obviously the biggest demographic of our fans, consume and love this sport. 
you know, we have so many kids that live in places where you can't just, you know, turn a TV on or see sport, uh, see the sport you love up close. Um, everybody has a cell phone nowadays where, you know, you open your phone and, and you scroll down. The first thing you catch your eye is something cool, you know, some type of motion video that, um, you know, you can watch. For so long, you know, lacrosse was filmed from so far away. And, you know, I, I kind of noticed it when I started posting videos of, of highlights from the, from the MLL that weren't, you know, shot by whoever was, you know, providing the broadcast. And people seemed to really like them. And that was filmed from the sideline. And by, you know, by a, a high school slash college student who, who was really good with a camera. People love to consume that kind of media. Now, with the way the media team is um, built and comprised of the best videographers in our sport, who you know get along and they're, they they make an awesome team. You know, they're a goal to score. They run out of the field. You know, they ask a quick question like, "Hey, like talk to you about that goal," and they get a very you know authentic answer because we're in the moment. We just scored a goal, run off the field. We're joking around, smacking hands, smacking asses, and you know having a good time. And they stop us right there while we're running off the field. And we give them this really authentic, you know, answer of like what just happened and the excitement. You don't get that in any other sports. So I think that alone is really going to bring bring lacrosse and the way it's viewed, you know, to a higher level. Next, we talk about the you know the specs of the field and the way in the, the game overall gameplay. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. You know, it's five yards shorter on each side of the field, which um, you know, ten yards doesn't even seem like that far. But when you pick up a ground ball and you turn around and you're sprinting down the field and you have, you know, <laughs> you look at the defensemen in our league, they're, you know, our team is 6'3", 6'5", 6'6", 6'5", you know, and then we have these guys who are super tough that are, you know, 6'1". So there's a lot of big bodies on the field. So the field, you know, isn't that, doesn't have that much space because you have these gargantuan, you know, people with long sticks playing, like, you know, playing in the passing lane. Then when they run the offense, defense, a defense to offense with us, you throw the ball back to them, they're crow hopping as soon as they get over midfield and are stepping into a two bomb that's 15 yards, that's 16. So the game is going to be so much faster. I think it's going to be, I'm not sure if it's going to be higher scoring because the field is shorter and, you know, guys can, you know, step in and let that 15 yard shot go. Or if it's going to be a lower scoring game because you have, you know, eight trees playing defense um, and like knocking down pass and very hard to be beat on one on one. So, you know, that's one part of the game I'm actually really excited to see. Um, what the scores look like. You know, I think some weekends you play, you can score 22 goals in a game, and some weekends you play, you can score, you know, 12. Um, it depends on, you know, the flow of the game, you know, what's, you know, the popular, you know, shot, whether it was a two-pointer, whether it's, you know, guys getting beat one-on-one for ones. Um, you look at the you look at the NBA, it's very hard to beat the Golden State Warriors because for the most part, they count by three while the other teams count by two. You know, they're hitting all these shots, and I think that when you look at our team, and a lot of guys all over the league, and these guys can, got, the athletes are so much stronger than they used to be, and they shoot so much harder than they used to be. They used to, and you know, there's going to be, I think, there's going to be at least, you know, six twos each game between the two teams. I mean, that's that's not very far fetched, but you know, in terms of the box, the box is a little longer. Guys can sub quicker. Fifty two seconds is a little bit short. It's the shortest shot clock you have in, in the sport. Um, obviously, you know, MLL plays at sixty. You know, college plays at eighty. So our game is going to be the most athletic version of the sport and the most athletic version uh, lacrosse fans and avid sports fans have seen. 
Yeah. Um, so you're, you're, you're talking about some of the monsters that are playing defense in this league. Um, you've probably played against the majority of them already mm-hmm. at, at this point in your career. Um, so it's not like, like new league going up against like a ton of new guys, but is there, is there one guy in the league that, you know, like just, just thinking back on like your style, like it just like watching you go sh- shoulder down, uh, into a dodge and just, blowing people up but is is there like one guy in the league who you're thinking about hey maybe like let me let me spin the ball real quick get it around one more time and see if i can get a different matchup um you know i've never been a guy afraid of a matchup but you know i've always been a guy to think about you know how i can exploit this my specific matchup you know anybody from you know your six five six six long stick middies you know i know those guys are you know it's very, it's, I think the sport is just so very hard to play defense. It's, you know, no matter who you're covering, you know, you have to react. You have to sl- shuffle your feet while someone else is running full speed. You want to put your hands on them, but you don't want to throw a check and lose a step. So, you know, I understand that like, when I go up against some of these, you know, bigger guys, you know, I'm usually a little bit quicker than them. So I you know, try to get them to, you know, either throw a check and lose a step, you know, shift their shift their feet a little bit so that I can, I can start running. They have to catch up. But, you know, for example, I wouldn't get into a, you know, for lack of a better quote, an ass-dodging match with Tucker Durkin. While, you know, I weigh probably, you know, 15 pounds more than he does, and I'm about two to three inches taller than he is, but, you know, I know that's a heavy cross check that comes with a hard slap check. So I know yeah, that, I don't want to, you know, that's not my approach on that dodge. And that's, then I know that's when you tell Adidas to throw some extra padding in there and the equipment for you. Yeah, I'm going to throw on the, uh, the big attackman pads for that run. He's playing Lost Sig Mitty. But, um, you know, there's certain guys you want to attack differently. Um, I think as soon as you understand that as an offensive player, that's when your game gets to the next level. But, you know, I, I was watching, you know, Tucker play in the scrimmage after us and just – he just cross-check and kind of just cross-check push and then just throw two slap checks that were just like, you know, it sounded like someone was whacking a tree. And, you know, my arms aren't as, as, you know, durable as trees. So I'm going to, you know, do my best to stay away from, from that, that uh, altercation. But, you know, I, I do think there are so many good defensemen in this league. Like the kid Jared Newman on, on, our, on my team, you know, he's a former basketball player, great feet. You know, I've dodged against him a couple of times. And, you know, it, it wasn't easy to, you know, shift him. And I played against him, you know, in the pros before. And I played against him in college. So. I understand how good he is. I'm glad to have him on my team. He can shoot the ball, you know, 110 plus miles per hour. He's one of those guys that you, he steps over midfield. You know, it's you better guard him about three, three, four yards outside the two. And we have another guy, you know, Matt Reese, same way, six, 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 five from Navy. We have um, we have Serdic from from Army, another six, six guy. So these guys are, you know, they're big dudes, and you you have to run away from them, and you can't run away from them if they're in front of the goal, or, or else you're running out of bounds. So um, I think that's just that's just on my team alone. You know, the Atlas, they have a bunch of trees, Callum Robinson, you know, they have Mike Simon, they have a couple other six five, six, six guys. So, you know, it's gonna be a fun summer. And I think from the outside perspective, looking at the guys on the field, you're gonna have a newfound respect for the sport because I always walk around, people ask, Hey man, what position are you play in football? Well, I don't play football. Basketball, my like, nope. And then before we have a 15-minute conversation of them guessing what sport I play, I tell them lacrosse. And everyone's always shocked. Lacrosse players don't look like you. Like, you're, you're, you're a massive person. But, like, I think when people see, you know, the on-field product this year, 
you know, putting together all the best defensemen in the world, best mid, most athletic midfielders in the world, you know, some of the quickest and you know most athletic attackmen in the world, you're going to see a different product, and people are going to look at the sport differently at the highest level for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, one of the one of the quicker but smaller guys, a guy uh, you know you know pretty well, Jordan Wolf. Uh, so you know the Chrome mostly comprised of of some Duke products. Uh, I just want to, so, you know, you're, you're with the chaos. Are, are there any other, uh, do you guys on chaos or is it just you or are uh, they Deemer class? Okay. Oh, oh yeah. You do got Deemer there. Okay. There you go. Well, so, uh, but you know, so when you guys go up against the Chrome this year, I don't know, uh, off the top of my head when, when that's going to be, but, uh, who, who are you most, uh, who are you looking forward to playing against the most, you know, out of, out of some uh, Duke alums on that game? I know that you guys already played each other um, in that one scrimmage down at IMG, yeah. but, you know, it's going to be a little bit different when it's nationally televised and, and you can kind of get some, uh, you know, a little, little bit of chirps to throw around in the group chat. Yeah, you know, obviously when we played against Chrome in the scrimmage at IMG Academy training camp, um, Luke Dupree was, uh, you know, fun to play against again. Uh, he was obviously on my team for two years at Duke. He actually made me more or less, you know, the Dodge midfielder that I am today. You know, I understand, you know, stick protection a little bit better because playing against him, obviously, he's very fast. So if I did get a step or two, you know, I would have to understand that he was behind me and he wasn't going away. So couldn't hang my stick. I couldn't, you know, you know, wind up and shoot. So I understood, you know, dodging and spate and spatial awareness uh, in terms of being a midfielder. Um, from playing against him in college. So he's always been fun to play with. He's a tough, hard-nosed guy. Uh, you know, he's a hockey guy, so he takes a couple, you know, late late shots and, and, and you know, dirty checks. Um, but, you know, he's fun, he's fun to go, you know, battle with. He's fun to, you know, talk back and forth to. Demon and I understand, understand that, obviously, playing with him for two years. But who I'm most excited to be on the opposite side of uh, the ball with is Matt Donowski. Obviously, he was my coach at Duke for four years. Um, you know, someone I looked up to, you know, when I was in, doing the recruiting process and he was the best player uh, in college across for a long time, um, lit it up in the pros, you know, obviously a future Hall of Famer, you know, when he puts the stick down and he's become a great coach. So um, and then I played with him in the MLL. So, you know, just being going from, you know, player, player coach to, you know, teammate to friend, um, I think playing against him would be fun because I know that, you know, as soon as I make one mistake, I'm going to hear from him from the sideline, no matter how far away I am from their bench. Um, and I think it'd be fun to just go back and forth with him. Yeah. Is he uh, now, are you going to hear it in coach mode or are you going to hear it in the little shit talk mode? I'm definitely going to hear it in shit talk mode. I remember when I first got to the Bayhawks though, and he was on a team, I heard a couple of things in coach mode. I think he, it was tough for him to snap out of that, even though he and I were wearing the same Jersey. Um, but I'm definitely going to hear it in shit talk mode. I'm hoping I just don't, you know, get the ball taken away near their sideline or, or shoot a cupcake shot um, <laughs> as I'm subbing off the field. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of shit talk, like if, if I'm picturing what team is going to have like the lack of it, like, like just the, the greasiest team to play again. Like I, I think chaos is like right up there Um, just because you guys have so many Canadians on the team, like so many NLL guys on and, and they're just chirpers by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, what, what, uh, you know, how, how's it been playing with some of those guys who, you know, haven't necessarily been like too, uh, you know, 
too involved with with the field game for a while. I mean, obviously, you probably played against uh, you know a bunch of these guys before, but you know guys like Tyson Bell, I, I think uh, you know just won the NLL Cup with Calgary. Um, you know, I think that you know he's going to be a, a fun guy to play with, but I, I feel like he's also going to be a guy who you know playing against, like he's always going to throw a nice little extra whack in there or maybe a little butt end. Um, so like, how how's just the overall, I guess, like complexion of of your team you got a lot of different guys coming together on that one yeah i think we definitely have the weirdest team in terms of identity um which i think you know really falls into the whole chaos name you know we when you look at the you know the past few years three four five years um obviously a lot of our teammates are from albany you know they play a different style <clears throat> a different style of lacrosse than than you know you know a duke you know, they're a little more up and down, running gun. Like I, I can name, you know, so many crazy highlights from each player on our team. Like obviously, we all know about the Blaze Reardon goal. You know, coast to coast against Cornell. Connor Fields has probably a Dropbox of like two million videos of him doing you know ridiculous things, uh, playing with Lyle Thompson and 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 those guys. Miles Thompson on the team, you know, unreal, unreal player. Um, so all these guys are really, really crafty. And then there's, you know, kind of that traditional American game where it's like me, Jake Ficaro, and Demer Class, you know, both of those guys are great shooters, great dodgers. You know, then you have me in the middle, which is, you know, more of a, a dodge and, and facilitator guy who, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to make, create plays for my team. And then when the defense gets tired of me, you know, giving the ball to guys in good, in good positions, that's when I'm able to kind of capitalize. Um, but then you look at the way we all work together. You know, we have a you know kind of a two-headed monster from from you know the dodging perspective with Connor Fields um, at X, and then me up top, and then we have these absolute you know snipers on all over the place. Jake Ricardo can shoot the ball from 18 yards away. We've seen him do that throughout his college career, and it's not a shot he doesn't like. You know, Deemer. We all know about Deemer being a, a midfielder um, who scored 50 goals and shot the ball you know 45. percent um, in college, and we've seen him do ridiculous things in the pro, on the pro level, like scoring. He had like ten goals in a game, or something ridiculous last season. And then we have a bunch of guys who you know people might overlook, like a guy like Eric Scott. I've never seen Eric Scott play, but you know he was the the best player in the scrimmage when we played against Chrome. You know there were a couple of plays where you know he's made really athletic moves. You know scored a goal. You know up the hash, scored a goal. You know down the alley, scored a goal. You know, on the crease, back door, on doorstep, and it was just like, wow, this kid has five goals already. So, you know, we're not necessarily a team where, you know, you have all the superstars from, from you know, pro lacrosse. We have just a bunch of young guys who, you know, evidently we just really work hard. You know, we, we you know, we outwork every team we play against. And we have some tough guys. Like this kid, Jack Rowlett, I played against him when I was um, – I was a senior, he was a freshman. So, like, you know, you're not afraid of any freshman. But, you know, I, I, I watched him play and he was he look he looks the part. And then I see him three years later in person, and you know, this kid's a monster, really hard-nosed kid, you know, doesn't take shit from anybody. Um, we scrimmaged um the archers, did a little six on six. I come down to the defensive end to, you know, say what's up to the guys after it's over. Everybody's sprinting me, yo, yo, you missed it, you missed it. I'm like, what could I possibly missed? You guys are playing defense against them. Like, what happened? He's like, yeah, <laughs> Rowlett just dumped Kevin Rice on his back. And I was like, oh, 
And then during the scrimmage, you know, he got the, the full field scrimmage, you know, Riley got a little testy. He was like, you know, a little fired up. And then, you know, later in the scrimmage, I'm running back on defense through a tra- trail check. And the guy has a stick down by his knees after I checked him. And Rowlett almost blew his head off. So this kid's like, this kid's tough. He's a rookie. You know, he, he doesn't wear the, you know, the rookie on his chest at all. You know, he's one of those guys that is going to you know, play really hard. He's excited to be here, which is awesome. So, I mean, and then, and, you know, all these guys are also big jars. You know, they're, they're talking, talking shit to this guy, that guy, this guy. Um, I think another guy who who I'm I'm especially going to be pretty excited to watch playing the field game, uh, a guy like like Dane Smith. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, so I mean, he he obviously wasn't able to be there for training camp just because he had NLL Cup going. Um, but I I think that again he he's just going to be another guy that kind of adds to that. I feel like if if there's like one team that like the other five are are all going to collectively hate playing against, I feel. I'd put my money down on chaos right now. Yeah, I, I think our our scouting report is going to look a little funky because it's going to be. A, I, I feel like if we score, let's say we score sixteen goals in a game, five of them are going to be like, "What the what the hell was that?" Like it would be like a guy like Dane, you know, predominantly right handed, is going to dodge down a left alley with the stick in his right hand. He's going to get a step. They're going to they're going to like slide to him. He's going to flip it behind, like over his head to me. I'm going to catch it throw it to a guy who's barely open, you know, catch it and flip it behind his, behind his back or flip it underhand. It's going to be a goal. And, you know, there's going to be a few of those each game where, like, you can't put that on a scouting report. What are you going to put? You put crafty? That you can't like, – the word crafty doesn't do any of these guys justice. They're really, really, really good, you know, creative lacrosse players. Yeah. And then Connor Fields will put someone in a spin cycle with a fake BTB. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's unreal. I, I caught myself watching him a lot, you know, Standing next to him, and, and I could I could have cut to him for a step down, but I, I just had my stick at my at my ankles, just like admiring how he's able to just use his body. He's not if you look at him, he's not that he's not a big guy at all, but he's soaking all these checks. You know, he's he uses his body well. He rolls, steps back. You know, sees the field, and his head's never down. You know, it could be it could be anybody guarding him, and he's still you know head up you know, looking through the defense, understanding where his teammates are and, and making the best decision for the team at that moment. Yeah. Um, hey, real quick, let's just switch gears a little. We're going to go to uh, some some questions from Twitter uh, just because I feel like you kind of uh, have already answered this one over those last couple answers. Uh, so someone here uh, at Mac Winnin wanted to know, Miles, I haven't picked a team to cheer for yet in the PLL, um, but can you sell me on why I should become a devoted fan of the chaos? I feel like, like th- those last few answers pretty much – uh, you know, got to the point on that one. You guys got a lot of different styles all blending together. Like where a lot of these teams, it's it's a lot of guys who played together in college. So we're kind of used to seeing them play together with your team. Everyone's just like, let's just fucking see how it goes. Yeah. And they kind of just put it in, in the short, you know, we're going to be a very exciting team to watch. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. It's like, it's like Christmas. Every time you, um, you can watch the chaos, you know, you might have a long list of things you want to see but you might get something that's not on that list, but you're still excited about. Okay. Uh, another one here from at Dan Arestia. Uh, he wants to know who wins in an arm wrestling match. You or AT Andy towers. Um, I think coach Andy towers might win that. Even if there was some way to measure our strength and I'm stronger than he is, you know, he has this very intimidating look in his eyes, you know, 
thick goatee, you know, you know, piercing look sometimes when he when he's fired up. I think that might that might be the uh, the one that sways the needle his way. Yeah, yeah, that's all part of the equation too. Um, not even gonna try to pronounce his last name, but at Shemlax wants to know when are you gonna finally suit up in the NLL? Been talking about this this long off season. So uh, you know, one way to combat a long off season is if you just start playing in December and go through Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, you know, I've I've flirted with the idea. Um, obviously, out of college, I got drafted by the New England Black Wolves, um, and then I played a little bit with Team USA in the exhibition game um, a year ago. You know, I love the game. I think it's an awesome game. Um, you know, in terms of for me, especially, you know, I like to travel a bunch and do uh, um, you know a bunch of things in the off season. Whether that's you know things that help me build my brand, things that'll help me. Um, get in front of more kids, um, quite frankly, just traveling, just to, you know, life experiences. But, um, you know, I have flirted with the, with the idea of playing, obviously New York's got a team coach, Reggie Thorpe, um, you know, a legend in, in that, in his regards. And, um, you know, back, they're back in New York. I grew up, you know, 25 minutes from the, uh, the arena in which they'll, they'll be playing in. And, you know, it, it's, it is home for me. So um, there's no, no promises on that, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things I've thought about, you know, just the way I play, play the sport, so physical. You know, obviously the NLL is a little more physical than it is outdoor because it's the, the tight quarters, and obviously I'm going to rely more on my body to, you know, be extra physical. Yeah, and, and, you know, nine months of a year traveling, playing the cross is a, is a lot when you, when you, you know, you throw your body around that much. So, I mean, there's a lot of things I have to take into consideration. So, um, you know, maybe maybe uh, come into the season, the conversation will be a little bit different. Maybe, you know, a team will reach out to me and talk to me about where they see um, me fitting in and how they can coach me through the game. Because, I mean, you know, obviously I'm a fast learner. I played quarterback in high school, so I'm able to read things very well and understand, pick up things. So I'm hoping that there, there's a coach that comes out and says, hey, I want to teach you how to play forward. I want to teach you how to play transition i want to teach you how to you know understand the game and see the you know small nuances of you know the indoor game so you know hopefully that that happens and you know revisit that question and that and that subject sometime soon but uh as of now i, I definitely enjoy watching it yeah your uh your, your your guy gutty was able to pick it up pretty well there yeah he did and i was happy for him i saw him score a couple goals and, and playing for um for for philly this season um yeah shout out to gutty what a legend um all right these last couple ones uh not from twitter just just for me here uh just just curious so obviously all six teams going to be traveling around the entire summer together um so you know obviously everyone's excited for the on-field uh experience that everyone's going to see but again you guys are going to be with each other all summer um you know and there's going to be you know a little bit of down, not too much downtime but a little bit of downtime every once in a while you're going to need to you know pop into a local establishment get in one a little bit mm -hmm. so i want to know uh you know who you know could 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 be just strictly chaos if you guys are just going out with the boys or it could just be anyone in, in the league this summer um but if if you had to come up with a squad uh, you know, to go out with at, at each of these cities. Who are you bringing with you? Well, first overall draft pick has to be Ned Crotty. Um, anybody who plays for the cross knows that. Uh, I don't have to explain why. 
But for those who don't know, Ned's, Ned is a great guy. He's very personable, fun, uh, great dancer. Um, and, you know, it could be, we could be in a dive bar. We could be, you know, at a, at a, at a ballroom or whatever. Uh, he's going to, he's going to steal a show for sure. Um, and he's always a good guy to have in your crew. So that's the first overall draft pick for me. Um, you know, next would definitely be Josh Byrne. Uh, Josh is a guy that I got, I got, the, I was fortunate to play with for, for two years. Um, and he's you know, another guy, great dancer, you know, just funny guy. You know, he'll, he'll joke around once he, once he has a couple. Jake for Carl's another guy that you know is always joking around, but you know his level of of funny, if that's even possible, uh, gets a little heightened when we when we you know exit the field and it's time for you know a little you know blowing off steam. Um, and then I guess I would go with definitely Jordan Wolf, guy that I've been able to you know experience these um, stepping out into establishment. Uh, for quite some time now, uh, it's always been a good guy to to, to be around in that in that environment for sure. Yeah, I feel like uh, anytime Jordan has uh, Ned in his Instagram stories, it's, it's always a, a good watch. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, last one here. So again, just going off traveling all over the place. So you know, you'll get to uh, you know go to a few more cities than you typically would in a you know. A, at least regular season up until this point. Um, so out of all the cities where you uh, are, is there any one that like you have circled on your calendar and you're like, that's, that, that's going to be, that's going to be a, a real nice weekend to get away. Yeah. I'm excited for, um, for the Hamilton game. So I've only been to Canada a few times. Um, I think that's going to be really exciting. I know a couple guys in the league have played for Hamilton when they were uh, in the, in the pro lacrosse game. Um, so I'm really, really excited for, for that experience. I heard, um, you know, Canada's a good time. Uh, and obviously getting our guys, you know, we have, I think we have the most Canadians of any team. So I think getting those guys back in their element and just see how they, how they live and how they party and, 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 uh, you know, explore the city and things that they know about, you know, the area. It's really cool for me. Um, and then obviously I'm really excited to play here in Atlanta. Um, obviously I live down here. Um, last year we played in Kennesaw, you know, Blaze versus Bayhawks. A bunch of my friends came out and it was cool just to see, you know, all these guys who you don't necessarily know much about lacrosse, but are just good friends with me. Um, good friends with, you know, a lot of other guys who played on the Blaze and we just kind of brought the whole city out to Kennesaw, uh, which is really far from, not really far, but it's, you know, 35 minutes from, from, you know, the city where we, we actually live in. Now we're playing uh, Georgia State, the old Turner Field, which has a, a ton of history. You know, the Braves to play there. Um, obviously, all the history that happened with the Braves, Chipper Jones, all the, all the stuff that goes into that. It's gonna be really cool to you know be in that stadium and and you know bring bring all of our friends and the whole city of Atlanta to a closer venue. Um, I think it's gonna be really really exciting to see. And obviously, playing in front of your friends is always good, so they can you know cheer you on and then talk about you know times you messed up. Um, and joke around about how, how you run and how and all this stuff. But, um, you know, I'm excited to obviously play at home and just that I think that's going to be really cool for me because it's going to feel like being a, a pro athlete who lives in, in market, which is something I haven't been able to do. Um, in my, in my pro career, just like getting up, sleeping in my own bed, getting up, driving to practice, driving home, you know, recovery, eating, going back to eat meals with the guys and then coming home and wake up in my own bed, and driving to the stadium for game day. It's going to be a pretty cool experience. 
is uh is, is anyone gonna try to crash at your spot or you say hey go stay at the hotel well i mean i got i got this three-bedroom house uh now that i just bought in september um you know i'll probably have deemer stay here got a couple extra, extra bedrooms all fully furnished so the guys can, can crash got a big massive couch that you can fit at least three bodies on um so i'm sure you know after after we win that game uh i'm gonna go out have a good time eat some dinner and i'll, I'll, I'll probably have a full house Oh yeah, that's uh, that's actually that's the Chrome weekend. So you'll have a bunch of Duke boys down there oh, playing. Yeah. Against. I'm sure I'll catch uh, Jordan Wolf on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> Ned will be on the floor. Be be uh, all right. Well, hey, the inaugural weekend of the Premier Lacrosse season gets going tomorrow. Uh, it all starts off 1 p.m. The Chrome taking on the Archers, and then you can watch Miles. He will be taking on the Whip Snakes bunch of terps uh at 4 p.m so both of those games will be on nbc gold uh you, you got any quick predictions for us or are you just gonna leave that under wraps i'm gonna leave that first game under wraps i'm not i'm not too worried about who wins that one but you know i know this game's gonna be really really um a fun game it's gonna be a lot of you know those guys are obviously play a certain way you know big big brute strong guys um and then us we're gonna be super creative you know a little bit more finesse in our game, but I think the game's to be won in transition. You know, they have you know Mike Earhart who can who can let the ball fly from 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 deep. Um, they have Tyler Warner who's a good athlete. They have um, Jake uh, Bernhardt who self-proclaimed himself as the best two-way player in the world, which I don't disagree with. Um, and then we have a bunch of guys who get up there and run too. So it's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna see it's gonna be who can stop who in transition. All right, there you go. Four p.m. tomorrow. Whip snakes, chaos, NBC gold. Miles, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll we'll catch up a little bit later on in the season. Awesome, and thank you for having me. All right, and thanks again to Miles Jones for hopping on with us. You can catch him and Chaos LC as they take on the Whip Snakes tomorrow, 4 p.m. That is on NBC Sports Gold. Uh, but before that game gets going, we have the first ever game in the history of the Premier Lacrosse League, and it is going down between the Chrome and the Archers. Uh, so game one, June one, this is, it's, it's been, realistically, it's been years in the making ever since, you know, people have started to kind of get a, a little tired waiting for MLL to shape up. Um, but now, you know, months in the making ever since the the elite the league was officially announced, and then 1 p.m. tomorrow it finally gets going for real. Um, and we've got the Chrome versus Archers. So, uh, listen, I I don't really know what to like. Obviously, we all know like the players that are going to be on these teams. Um, it's probably going to take us a while to like figure out. Um, you know, pretty like the identity of these teams. So like in terms of like an actual like preview for this game, it's like, yeah, like you can talk about like how the players match up with one another or at least how like the rosters match up. Um, but it, it, it it's probably going to take a while to be like, yeah, like, you know, like, like Chrome likes to do X, Y, and Z. And, and, you know, if, if they do this, then they'll be set. Um, so, it, you know, it's probably going to take a while for something like that to, you know, to actually have something to go on but what we can talk about is just you know players that we're excited to see um and you know just some fucking 
you know, whatever we're excited about, um, you know, and, and I think, I think something that I'm very excited about is for a lot more people in this world to start watching Tom Schreiber play the sport of lacrosse. Please, please. That man is ice cold. Yeah. I mean, so this, these first two games on, on June 1st are going to be on NBC sports gold. So like you are going to have to buy, um, you know, the NBC sports gold package to watch those games. I mean, it's, it's like super cheap. You get like each, I I think it boils down to like a dollar per game. Um, but like, so non lacrosse fans probably like won't have that package already. So like they might miss out on time driver for the first time. Um, trying to, trying to see here when, uh, when the archers play. Okay. Yeah. So then next week at Red Bull stadium, it'll be Redwoods versus archers. That'll be on NBC sports. Um, so, but I, I, it's just, it's a shame, man. He's, he's so goddamn incredible, like field box, you name it, an absolute fucking animal. Um, and this is the summer that, you know, the lacrosse community knows about it, but once more people start to watch this guy play lacrosse, they're going to be like, Oh shit. Like everything I thought about lacrosse, like all my preconceived notions about this sport, throw them out the window because this is, this is what it looks like at its highest level. I totally agree. Um, yeah, I mean like what yeah sure let's hop on here and you know critique some of these guys games like uh let's just pick westberg apart real quick uh or maybe scott ratliff let's pick him apart you know uh no i mean you can you can look at the rosters and you can kind of see like okay so midfield on the on the archers you got tom schreiber Ian mccabe and mcintosh okay you got some strong names on there and then you go you can go over to the the chrome um and they've got matt danowski westberg uh, Romar Dennis, who I will absolutely fight anybody if they say differently, but Romar Dennis has the nicest split dodge in the entire game. Um, open field just cooks ankles, and I, I will stick by that forever. Um, I mean, Will Haas, uh, Joel White on defense for the Chrome, uh, BJ Grill, he played for the Blaze for a little bit, um, and then Brett Queen or John, and John Galloway. I mean, I mean, what, what are you going to do? Just am I going to be on here like, ah, I don't know about Adam Gittleman, you know? Eh. Can't 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 throw my faith behind that guy. Uh, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to you know just be excited for what these games are going to become. I mean, um, Kevin Rice, Marcus Holman, and Will Manny playing on the same attack line, kind of freaky. Uh, I think that somebody cheated when they put that together. Uh, maybe did they all kind of huddle together when they were picking teams? Like we're a package, like you used to do in kickball or something. Like you know, hey, he and I are together. You know. Something yeah, like that. I mean, yeah, you get that. You get that Utah coaching staff together, and I, I feel like they, like that's that's a lineup right there that, um, you know, we're gonna see like a lot of just like like no look dimes, um, just because they're gonna be so in sync with each other. Um, so yeah, like you said, like they're these guys are all just. Like there's no there's nothing that you can like come on here and be like yeah like I, I don't know how how this guy's gonna match up against that like at least not for a while like um but I, I think you know what we should all be excited for and we saw it during training camp um just some of the highlights that we're gonna get out of the, you know all these weekends this entire season um you know with with how fast the game is gonna be played um and how talented all these guys are um. You know, like I, I could come on here and I could be like, yeah, you know, I think, uh, 
you know, maybe, maybe I'd give, maybe I'd give the, you know, maybe I'd, I'd give the, the archers, the, uh, you know, I'll give the archers the advantage here just cause you know, Drew Adams Springfield Delco product, not a big deal in, in, in the cage for the archers. And then like Tom Schreiber probably puts them over the edge. So like, you know, if I'm picking games, maybe I'll go with archers. Um, but I think we should all just be, excited to see how many highlights are going to come out of all these games. And like, this is going to be the first, like this first weekend right here is going to set the tone for the rest of the summer. I mean, uh, outside of this, you know, Oh, little breaking news as we are recording this podcast. So we're doing this right now. Um, so we're recording this on Wednesday night. As of just a couple minutes ago, so it was originally reported that Ryder Garnsey, friend of the program, recurring guest, was going to be playing for the Boston Cannons this summer. Eh, wrong, dickhead. R.S. Garns, rolling with the Redwoods. So, Oh, that, yes. That right there. Ah, so, Redwoods. Let's go. That's the Sunday, 1.30 p.m., June 2nd. You can catch that on NBC Sports. So, Ryder, as, as long as he's on that, that opening day roster, you can catch Ryder Garnsey and the Redwoods at 1.30 on Sunday, June 2nd, on NBC Sports as they take on Paul Rabel and the Atlas. Oh, I'm pumped about that. Huge, huge, huge. Love a little breaking news in the middle of the podcast too. You know, you got to kind of drop everything for it. Yeah, that might be like the first time that that's happened in the in the middle of the. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast right now, it's probably not breaking news to you anymore. Um, but just know that you heard it here first, like just in in a previous time. I mean. The, the the timeline of how you're listening to it right now, um, like we broke it to you, you just didn't get it until later. That's true. I, I you have to kind of think like um, some of these teams are shaping up to be, you know, a Notre Dame team or a Duke team because the Redwoods now has one. They got uh, Kavanaugh, um, Sergio Perkovic, uh, Nick Ocello. They picked up Big B Gleason. Uh, and now Ryder, and then John Sexton and Matt Landis. Yes, yeah, so, so Red, Redwoods are a ton of Notre Dame, few Brown guys in there. Um, you know, Chrome, obviously the, the big big Duke team. Besides, uh, you know, Miles Jones and, and Deemer Class ending up on Chaos. Uh, the Whip Snakes, they're basically all Terps. Um, Atlas, ton ton of ton of Hopkins guys on Atlas. Um, will be will be very excited. I mean, yeah, th like this is just, you know, besides, uh, you know, besides like Kyle Harrison ended up on the Redwoods, this is this Atlas is a big time Hopkins team. Um, you know, just uh, Joel Tinney, Shaq Stanwick, obviously Paul Rabel. Um, so I, I, I think that that's something that I'll be interested actually to see how that continues to grow, like as as the league goes on, like in a few more years, like if that kind of stays the same um, or if got, you know, if teams just start taking the best guy available, regardless of where he's at. But. I mean, well, yeah, you, you kind of have to think like, I mean, isn't the whole model like giving the power to the players. So like the players can kind of like have some say in who they want to come play. So maybe that's more in their model. Like, 
you know, all the Notre Dame guys kind of got together, went to the coach like, hey, we want you to go pick up Ryder. And he's like, word, cool. It's your guy's team. So that's that's chill. That's nice. Yeah. I guess. Dude, what Good I mean, for them. what 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 a what a couple weeks though for the kid Ryder. You know, just Absolutely, dude. Stick sticking it to the NCAA by by coming back to start the tournament. Um snaps off for those first, you know, for those two tournament games for Notre Dame. Uh, you know, gets to close out his career at at N D with with the boys that he came in there with. And now here he is getting uh getting on board with Redwoods L C. You know, it's like And that's oh my god, the uh, just thinking about thinking about like just like the angles that the PLL social media team get like when they're doing the um their highlights and shit like I'm just picturing all the rider highlights that we're gonna get now like with this PLL social team and that is uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna he's gonna be doing one of those where he's like falling and then on one knee on his back foot you know just the the you know shot like he's shooting with a nine iron just with the wet the wicked release top corner. Just absolute cheddar, and you know, right, right under Tucker Durkin. You know, I, I'm, I'm pumped. I, I think, and that's, you know, we can go to that too because the PLL social media team. As much as I, okay, as much as I fucking hate the lacrosse edits, and I know you do too. You were the one who, who who kind of expressed your disdain for them. As much as I hate them, the PLL has done a really good job. There's none of this like weird flashy shit or like stuff that's like subliminal messages coming in. Like it's just straight up. A little bit slowed down because my brain's small and I can't keep up. And then, like we we see that we see the highlights. So, I, it's been dope, and I'm I'm totally down with it. Yeah, it's it's like not too stuttered of a slow regular speed, slow regular speed, slow regular speed. Like it's like the perfect amount of slow, so it's like you can like really see what just went down right there, um, but not so much that it's like like am I having a seizure right now? Like what's going on? I mean, yeah, nobody nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be on Instagram and then have some sort of seizure and end up in the hospital so that would be whoever's fault is out whoever's out there tossing up those edits we don't, we don't need definitely that here. yeah definitely liable for a lawsuit if if someone does have a, a seizure um sue the fuck out of them yeah lawyer up bitch um so yeah i mean so the first game Again, maybe I I'll just I'll go ahead and give some picks on these ones but again like we just we haven't seen these teams play enough together um to really know like what to expect out of each team week by week uh so like this is just going off of basically just staring down the roster i like archers over chrome uh you know miles jones was nice enough to come on the pod this week so i'll give, give me chaos over whip snakes and then you know what with that with that signing right there i even if he doesn't play this weekend you know even if you know just having that that rider juju in the locker room uh I, I like i like the redwoods over atlas and i think we both uh a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about uh you know just making our allegiances to pll teams i we were both uh on redwoods obviously i had to go with our guy nick Asello, uh you know also greg renlian out there too so plenty of friends of the podcast on there so give me redwoods over atlas um i think i'm gonna go I'd say archers over Chrome, and then I, I'll agree with you: chaos over whip snakes, and then Redwoods. I mean, that's our team. I'll never not root for them. So Redwoods, Die it is. Diehards. Diehards over here, dude. Um, oh, you know what? One more thing we got to talk about. Uh, you know, and and we'll see this on Saturday. Uh, so the 
the broadcast should be pretty interesting. A um, lot of lot of innovative shit going down with these pod or with these broadcasts. Um, so you know they'll have you know obviously the the regular broadcast team doing some play by play, color commentary, shit like that. Uh, but then they're also going to be miking up some goalies during play, which I I think it has it. I I really like the idea. I'm a little bit nervous giving that much power and responsibility to goalies um, because like, you know how weird face-off guys are uh, goalies are even worse. So I don't know. I, 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 I'm a little bit nervous that those guys might end up ruining it because it's a great idea. Like having players involved in the broadcast, like during the game, maybe not like the entire time, but you know, I, I think some of these goalies just, uh, you know, they, they might just take advantage of, of that, uh, you know, of that power a little bit. And they just might be saying some real dumb shit on there. I, I've never really met a goalie who doesn't say dumb shit occasionally. Um, so every once in a while, some dumb shit from goalies would be like a nice little, uh, you know, change of pace into the broadcast. Um, but yeah, they just can't overdo it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Scott, Ro- you know, Scotty Rogers coming on the, you know, grabbing the mic and being like, oh, protein, you know, or like, you know, talking about, you know, how he you know, eats 8,000 to 12,000 calories a day or something like that. Or maybe, you know, Adam Gittleman or Blaze Reardon gets on there and talks about World of Warcraft or something because every goalie I've ever met somehow plays World of Warcraft. Um, I mean, you know that would be that would be cool i guess uh it would also throw throw you know a little wrench into the uh the the pr game because you know can't give that mic on live tv to a you know a guy who's just a loose cannon you know all these guys have their canned pr responses but a goalie and a faceoff guy are the last two guys with you know who were all there you know so not no offense i mean none of us are really all there but like you guys know it faceoff guys and, and goalies are weirdos so yeah um, speaking of goalies, some, some more news just coming across the wire here. So Jacob Stover, uh, signing with the Atlas. So he, he, he put on a clinic there the last few years at Loyola. Um, so he should, he should be a nice little addition to them. Um, and what else here? So Jacob Stover to the Atlas, uh, Ryan Conrad also signing with the Atlas. So, um, Hey, listen, Adidas, Make make sure we uh make or who I guess I guess whoever Ryan Conrad decides to wear. But let's let's just make that an Atlas team rule. No black cleats, white socks. So Ryan Conrad, listen, bud, you, you just graduated from Virginia. You just won a national championship. It's time to grow up. It's it's time to stop wearing black cleats and white socks. I just, you know, Ryan, I know you're 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 a great lacrosse player. I know you just won your national championship. To take it from uh, some guys who have been out of college for a little bit. Uh, the real world is tough. Um, you don't just, you know, you don't get to walk into the boardroom or the conference room wearing uh, black cleats with white socks. You can't, you just can't do it. Um, you know, it's it's almost a metaphor. You got to you got to match your match your white your white cleats with your white socks. So uh, you know, and I, I, whoever whoever you choose um, to to rep. I don't know who, who the PLL has contracts with. I'm sure like New Balance Warrior or whatever. Just for the love of God, please, we're begging you. And that's the thing, like like this, the game, like all these new rules and and the new you know uh, field specifications. It's all designed to make the game 
look and feel faster. No one's ever looked fast wearing black cleats and white socks. Like you, you always look the fast, like, like myself, I'm not a speed guy in the slightest, not, not fast whatsoever. But when I throw on a pair of white cleats, it's, I look deceptively fast out there fast enough where people are like, uh, like maybe I should like break down to have to play defense against this guy, even though there's not a chance in hell that I'm running past you, but you see the white cleats and you're like, ah, this guy's a little speedster. I mean, I'm the same way. Like I'm, I'm 220 pounds. I'm, I'm built for, for power, not speed, but I throw on those white cleats and those, you know, my, my, my double white, uh, mid calves. I look fast as fuck. I don't even need to be moving fast. I just look fast. So look good, play good, feel good. It's all in there. I mean, there's rules. Those are the rules, really. Fuck the PLL do, rules. Like, you, those are actually the rules. Do you, you you said you rock double pairs of socks? Got to. Just always have. It's do, do you uh do you line up like the uh the swooshes so that it's like one on top of each other? You know, I don't go that far. Um I, I kind of just let them, you know, f- you know, figure out where they're gonna be. I mean, they're not on the end, you know, I don't pull them all the way to like to the on the inside, but they might be a little messy. I don't want to look like I'm too organized, you know, okay. but I want to look like I'm all there. I like that. I like that. Um but yeah, I mean that so lot lot of lot of big signings going on right now in the PLL. Um, so I that's just gonna continue to add to the buzz heading into this weekend at Gillette Stadium. Um Unfortunately, I, I won't be able to the, – the plan was to attend this uh, this opening weekend, but some of you may know the high school team that I coach were in the state tournament. Not a big deal. Uh, so we won our game on Tuesday. Again, not a big deal, like not bragging or anything like that, but we're moving on to the state quarterfinals. So, um, you know, that game's Saturday at 3. So won't be able to make it out to Gillette this weekend, but it should be – an incredible weekend for the cross um, from what it sounds like it, the place should be uh, pretty damn near full, um, you know, and, and they're, you know, the PLL, they're setting this thing up so that it's going to be a great fan atmosphere around the stadium all weekend long. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be good for the kids. Uh, and then it's also going to be good for, you know, if, if you're just 22, 28 35 like whatever like they're gonna have like beer gardens and shit like that so you can get a nice little buzz on as well as you watch some uh incredible lacrosse so it's gonna be a good time for everyone if you're able to get there i would probably suggest doing so uh but if not make sure you get that nbc sports gold package again it's like a dollar game so just like don't just don't pay rent this month. Like it's so easy. Just don't pay rent. There's probably your state probably has squatters rights. You're not going to lose your apartment. Just don't pay rent and then put that money towards NBC sports gold. I mean, realistically it's like, okay, that's 40 bucks. Let's say the average person costs like $8 to feel. It's just five meals. Just skip five meals. I mean, yeah. you plus, can just, plus just, you're going to be like shredded after that too. So like, you're, I know you're going to look good. You're going to look chiseled and you get to watch great lacrosse. I mean, you can even like structure it so you just eat like a late breakfast and a late lunch. Like that's all you need. Yeah, like honestly. Inter- inter- if it, just pick up intermittent fasting, and then you can watch all the lacrosse you want. And then you can thank us later. Yeah, you're welcome. Preemptively. Uh, but yeah, so it should be a great weekend. But it will be even better if you all keep it low to high to the day we die. We out.
Boston.